Welcome to the Letterbox. This is our 412 podcast where some of you guys have submitted some questions for us to chat about. And today we have got a very, very special guest. Is it? Who is it? It's our very own James Hoy. It's James Hoy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say my name. I didn't want to jump in too early. Well, How are you? Surprise, yeah. yeah, I didn't want to spoil the, the build up. Yeah, no, I'm really good. I'm absolutely um, just flattered to be asked to be on the Honored. podcast. Honoured. Honoured, privileged, flattered. All of How many contact lenses do you currently have in? I've got one contact lens in because <laughs> literally 10 seconds ago, my right one decided to fold up under my head. <laughs> And now I can, <laughs> I can like. No, you can't like, read his notes. I'm like close one eye to read what I've written. But you know what? The Lord will. Oh, everything will that James be says. My eyes. Everything that James says in this podcast can't be straight from the heart because he can't actually yeah. read his notes. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so we are just back from Surge V. Surge V. Number five. Surge five. Surge five. And what are we talking about, James? Uh, we talked about uh, till the whole world knows. So being called to the nations and. Are we all called to the nation? Oh, James is spoiling our question already. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Josh, what's our question this week? Our question is, is everyone called to the nations? Lovely. Oh. Just because James is throwing out spoilers. Sorry. Right, before we get into the question, James, also me and Josh host this. You just wait until you're spoken to. Um, <laughs> I did that at the start of this show. <laughs> um, what, was your, uh, what was the best thing about Serge V? Um... I think for me, the highlight was also the low light, <laughs> and it was, it was the the capture the flag game. Oh. Did which, you? Did we win? Tell us. Who's we? Me and you so, were in the same team. Me and do, James. Do our listeners know about the tribes? No, explain. So there was um, a tribe, a green tribe, and a black tribe. That was last year. No, that was, we're oh, blue, blue and black. Oh, I thought. Also, I thought it was the green that changed. Yes, disclaimer: sorry, James year. is color blind. To be fair, oh, yeah. <laughs> not that color blind. I'm just stupid as well. Um, yeah. So this year was what green and blue. No, black and blue. It's black and blue. It's black and blue. Yeah, because because Josh kept saying to me, "See, you're going to be the color of these two tribes at the end yeah, of this weekend." I didn't, I didn't say that once. You're going to be black I'm and blue. I'm not that threatening. Threaten physically, but you. Do you know what? I'll leave it. Leave it. Oh, just say it, James. Attacked me for the flag. Sorry, have you explained the flag yet? I didn't attack you. James, explain the flag and me. if we won or not. So, I was in the blue tribe. Kyle and Josh were in. No. 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 I was in the blue well, why tribe. Say, why are you saying we as if it's used to? <laughs> no, he's being mean, like you and You're him. like, did we win? Oh, me and you? James, explain <laughs> the flag game. Right. Tell me to. Let's see. Go ahead. Uh, um, basically, I came up with it last year. Um, it's continued on this year, but um, at the start of the weekend, we have games, and whoever wins those games gets possession of the flag, which is just a white piece of cloth that has our logo on it. Um, but it's a sacred piece of cloth now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the flag. Yeah. And um, so this year, uh, blue team won it on the first night. Uh, we won the game, so we got possession. We hit it stupendously. Somehow the black team found it, which hats off to them because you know that what? was very impressive. You don't know how we find it. I'm sure we tell you. Yeah. You just said you just find it. No, we didn't tell you how Someone we find it. it. There's a more. We also had some guests. Oh, sorry, I'm hitting the bins. We also had some guests no. from Ballyclare. No. And Shut we have me and I can't remember who else in the left with me. Me and our very own, well, yes, Lee Mitchell. Yeah. He thought I was in the blue tribe no. and leaked that I was up oh! on the roof. I thought you guys didn't know that, so they're not. And 
That's how we found it. To be honest, we would never have found that. So, did, Steve Mitchell, I love you. Did you lose possession of the flag after that? Was that the last time that we had the flag? That was the last time. You didn't find it since. Is that, yeah, that's right. You Lee Mitchell, it. are you listening? You're dead to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you. no, but, uh, no, but alive in Christ. Alive in Christ. So, James, what happened at the end? Where yeah, was basically, the flag? You cheated by getting somebody to tout. Who wasn't even... Who wasn't even... Wasn't even playing the game. You just got it. You just hit it then. And then we basically kept hearing tales of where it was. And by the time we got the check there, you just had mobilised the flag. It was in a new yeah. location. Or else you were running outside in the rain with a bin that didn't have a flag in it. No, and then, at the end... And then, we're, just for time's sake, at the end, Kyle's wife, oh, Lily Thompson... I was not impressed, and this is why it was the low light because I I love capture the flag. It is the best game ever. Like I'm rolling my eyes. Just the, the competitiveness. The it's just the best game ever. But Lily decided that it would be appropriate whilst the flag was in transit to put it down her jumper and sit in a prayer meeting for about twenty or thirty minutes whilst a lot of young people were still out looking for said flag. No, no. So, so anyway. That was just borderline. That was just ridiculous, right? That was cheating. Then she put it in a Pringles tin on on the last night and hit it very well in plain it was sight. A great spot. A, it was a great spot. In on the table or something. In but theater no, no, snack no, no, no. bag. You're, you're skipping. You're skipping on like a table. But then overnight, put it in her own personal bag, which is fine because it's past curfew. The next morning, she took it out of one of her bags and put it into her son Kyle's son Theodore's snack bag. Which Kyle so, also has access to. He's also in your team. One person of our team has access to that bag. That it's is a ridiculous. Bag. So, James, in your opinion, who should have won? You know, there's only one answer here, mate. You know what? I think you this year I don't accept the bl- the blacks winning this <laughs> team, wow. the black team because because of just the 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 way you won it. It was very poor. It was just poor form all around. So, James is obviously very highly strung up about this still because it's been a week. I wouldn't really say highly strung. I'd just say I'm still raging. So, <laughs> that was supposed to be James's highlight of the week. Start and instead, instead, we've got like a seven minute rant of James and how upset he is. So, guys, yeah, Surge, Surge 5 was, was really good. James apparently hasn't recovered. And, um,. Yeah, Lee Mitchell's just been absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mean to like, lick you there, Lee, but I'm never going thank back you very to much. help at River ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will. I love so <laughs> to, get, to try and to try and move on and see if James can calm down. <laughs> Let's answer our question, right? So to answer our question, we spent a whole weekend on this and. Um, feel like it was really well answered. Some of you guys weren't there. Some of you were there, but we thought this would be really helpful to have um, out there on the interweb so that you could kind of listen back. So we want to just give like a quick summary of like what we spoke about um, like at the weekend. Because I think for me, like this is a question, like is everybody called to the nations that like I struggled with or didn't quite know the answer to? Um, because I think I just struggled with like the wording of what exactly that call, call meant. Um, because for me, like, I don't feel like I should move across the world. And yet I do think that the Bible says that, like, we have a God who wants everyone to know him and for all nations of the world, to, like, to come to know him. And that he definitely asks us to, like, play a part in making that happen. 
So I think like what we talked about at the weekend was that we all have a responsibility and like a role to play in this. And in that sense, like a call to the nations. Um, so yeah, quick summary. And um, we had how many sessions? Flip how many? Five, six. We'll find out after we do our summary. So, Josh, can you tell us about the first couple of sessions? A quick summary of like the titles and what was spoken about, because I think some of it was like really, really helpful, and hopefully, uh, it's a good recap. Or if you weren't there, you can quickly learn something. Yeah. So uh, Friday night, uh, Davy had preached from this title of "Mission Exists Because Worship Doesn't," and he preached like these three points about how there actually like are so many places in the world that have literally never heard of the name of Jesus, and they therefore can't worship him yeah. and which is why like we need followers of jesus to go to these places and preach the gospel and um, like and they shared about that is the sole purpose of like a follower of jesus mm-hmm. that's their purpose like the purpose is to like to worship god um and to go to these places and um yeah and how worship has always been the goal of mission and how that it's not that god has a missional church but the missional god has a church and god's heart has always been one for all nations and, and he is building a church of people who will go and, and will catch his heart for the nations mm-hmm. And then finally, like how it's actually really, really important that like we always like check our own faith. Like, we, are we really that obsessed with God? Because whenever we're really obsessed with something, we can't help but speak about it. Um, and he was challenging us, like, how obsessed actually are we with, are we with God? Um, because when we are obsessed with God, and um, mission isn't just an option, but actually it's a necessity in our life. Sure. And then, so that was Friday night. And then Saturday morning, and um, we had Lucy, um, share from this title of the shepherd heart of god and she like just started with the point of like people really really matter to god um and it's time for followers of jesus to just stop playing church and just um living our comfortable cozy lives um and there literally are people who are dying who have never had a chance to respond to god or to the gospel um and god pursues people while sometimes christians hold the door closed um her first actual point being um stray sheep need a shepherd and god god's heart aches for the one the one who doesn't know him yet and who isn't in the fold yet, even though there are 7,000 people groups who have never heard of the name of Jesus, us as Christians could just do a really better job of loving our neighbour first. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll never truly grasp, grasp God's heart for the 3 billion who don't know him yet if we can't grasp it for the one. Um, yeah, And I just shared a little bit about how stray sheep and wandering sheep as well. Like we're actually, like we tend to wander from God all the time as well. Um, and that is the importance of us relying on like a good shepherd in our life. So how um, dependency is directly correlated to proximity and how important it is for us as followers or apprentices to Jesus that we stay in close proximity to the shepherd. Well, thank you, Josh. I actually missed Lucy's preach because I was putting Theodore down for a nap. So that was really helpful. Um, okay. And then that night we, as um, Josh said earlier, we had... Um, Beth Jennings with us as a guest speaker who um, oh, spoke on this so incredibly. So Beth actually works for an organisation called SIM um, who, if you're interested, like you can do like missions work through. Um, and she came to speak on this title, The Responsibility of Privilege, um, that we, like as Christians, especially who like, have grown up in like kind of Western culture and like church culture, um, have heard like the best news, like the greatest story that could ever be told and, and have this like ultimate hope in Jesus. And like, as Josh just said, like, why would we keep that to ourselves? Like we have to share that with people wherever we can. And that, like literally does mean like everywhere um, and she did a really good job of explaining that and kind of like challenging us that um like you can live this out where you are now but also like there's so many people that like need to hear this and then what we did on uh sunday morning that was a little bit different was we had a panel discussion um which james was on and did an amazing job which is why we asked him to come on here and get angry about a flag and share with us um 
and we we spoke around this idea from Acts chapter one six and eight, um, um, and verse eight of that says, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth." Um, and this idea that like we we have to share this good news, like this gospel, with like everyone we come into contact with. So with like our Jerusalem, the people closest to us. Um, with Judea and Samaria, so the idea of like those around us in our communities, whether they're like people that we like relate to or get on with, or maybe like people that like are different to us, um, and then those all around the world, and exactly what that means for each of like us in terms of like our specific roles or like in seasons of our lives could be different, but like there's this there's this like expectation that we are all to be witnesses of the good news of Jesus and through the Holy Spirit's power and leading. Um, and then Lily preached um, on this idea of like follow you anywhere. So this reminder that sometimes we can put almost like the specific calling of God, um, like on someone's life on like a pedestal, and and almost then like count ourselves out of like missions or like be a missional because we're like, well, I'm not like called to be a missionary somewhere, um, and we we often see the sacrifices of missionaries and and rightly so we honour them, but sometimes because we see them as having this like greater call on our harder task. But Lily made this point that like we should actually honour missionaries because they're just fully obedient to the call of God placed in their lives. And in a similar way, like we should honour anyone who's fu- fully obedient to the call like that God's placed on them, like wherever that is, whatever that looks like in their serving, whether it's um, in a foreign nation or at home. Um, because God's not impressed with calling. He's impressed with obedience. And if we want to live a life of mission to then live this stuff out, um, you need to know the voice of God. You need to value the voice of God above everything else. And you need to then follow the voice of God anywhere he leads you. Um, and then like kind of this idea that whatever it is that you feel that God is like asking you to do, your responsibility is just obedience. So we're all asked to witness to the ends of the earth and make disciples of all nation, nations, but our roles could look differently, but we have to be obedient to what our role looks like. So our goal is to make worship exist where it currently doesn't, that idea that Davy opened with, and that we have to sacrifice to make that happen. So if you feel like you weren't supposed to go somewhere else to share the gospel, that's okay, but then you should be supporting that work in some way from home, and we'll talk about that in a little bit of a minute. But if you aren't then like sacrificing something, if you aren't leveraging some part or all of your life to make that happen, then the challenge is like, are you really being obedient to this? Because this is God's heart. Um, and then James, what was our final thing that Davy shared about? Yeah, so just kind of Davy sort of rounded up on that idea of um, whose responsibility is this and what we're going to be speaking about today in this podcast mm-hmm. now. But um, I don't want to give too much away, but Davy basically answered the question um, that, yes, this this call is for everybody. Um, and so when it comes to spreading the gospel to all the nations, um, he shared a quote basically that said, you should be bringing hope, as in you should be going, mm-hmm. or you should be holding the rope, as well, in yeah. people who maybe don't feel called to go to a foreign country should then be holding on to the rope for their brothers and sisters going across the world to mm. spread the gospel. And he, um, he sort of, made the analogy with um i believe it was like going into a mine um if somebody's going down into like a mine shaft there'll be the person who goes down but they'll have a rope tied around them and those are the people who go and then there'll be those who stay at the surface so Mm. if anything is to go wrong or if they need any support or help they can they can help them by by holding the rope for them um and i really love a quote that kind of puts such a significant concept so 
um, so simply and yet you can grasp so much mm-hmm. out of that. Yeah. Um, so I really felt like that was um, a massive, that's really stuck with me since the weekend, actually, mm-hmm. that idea of going to bring hope or else, on the other hand, staying to hold the rope. But both parties have responsibility. Yeah. And Davey had us engage in this beautiful response where he actually had a physical rope and had the people who felt like they fell into those two separate camps sort of separate in the room. And then the rope went round the people mm. who felt that they were to go and those who felt that they were to hold the rope stayed at one side and held on. And we prayed for each other. And the people who stayed didn't just pray for those who were going, but we actually, then the people who were, felt like they were called to go got to pray for the people who were staying to hold the rope, mm-hmm. that they would capture this idea of um, the responsibility of that this should cost us something, this should yeah. cost us time, it might cost us financially, it might cost us some of our comforts and some of our effort but that we would grasp this now if, if we're called to stay, that we would hold this rope well and mm. strong and, yeah. and prayerfully. Yeah, absolutely. And the weekend was so helpful for me. Like, I feel like sometimes because um, I feel like, uh, like kind of longer term missions are moving somewhere. Isn't something that God's called me into, like certainly in this season that then almost like, it's like a cop out for me when actually like, like this is God's call um, like for us and we do have like responsibility and I love that idea of like okay then I need to be putting in like the same sort of effort to literally like hold these people up and like you know help them do the work that they've been called to do so yeah really helpful um okay we want to just like bring up three questions to try and give almost like some like practical like points to this um as like a follow-up that might be helpful um so yeah three things what can we do to be missional now what can we do to support missionaries now and in the future? And if you do feel like, um, you know, like the, the call of the gospel is for you to move somewhere, like what can what can you be doing to be obedient to that? So, James, on that first one, like, can you, like, give us some points of, like, what can we do to be missional now, like, where we're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big question. Um, but I think I always advocate a practical approach. Um, and whilst that's helpful... I think, first of all, you kind of have to count the cost mm-hmm. of, of mission now um, because there's no point waiting for like a perfect time where all your finances line up and you are in the perfect stage in life where it's going to be easy because this should really never be easy. Um, if mission feels easy, it's probably not effective. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, you know, you see in the Gospels where Jesus comes along and calls um, like the fishers and like Simon mm-hmm. and Peter and he's like, lay down your nets and they, they lay down their nets and they follow him mm. but they had to count the cost of giving up their profession yeah. giving up their trade giving up the comforts that they knew um, to, to follow Jesus on this life of uncertainty and probably like very risky situations mm. well not probably we read in the Bible yeah. very risky situations um, situations where they maybe didn't know what, how they were going to get their next meal they didn't didn't know where they were going to stay that night or, or things like that so I think as a young person we should be counting the cost. I say we as if I'm a young person. You're very but, young. But um, as young people, it's important to count the cost mm-hmm. of mission yeah. now. Not to just get caught up in the like emotion of a moment and mm-hmm. say, yes, I feel called to X, Y, or Z. But actually, okay, well, what's that going to look like for me? Yeah. I think the next thing then I would advocate for is, is talk to somebody about it. So mm-hmm. by doing that, you've got accountability and you, you probably then have a prayer partner, somebody who mm. can pray for you and in a way hold the rope for you now as you prepare to go or at least help you see what that might look like. Mm-hmm. And then 
engage with those resources like you talked about earlier earlier like sim um and all that stuff so um yeah and then in terms of being practical like if you are called to a specific nation trying to then stay prayer like prayerful and like what's that going to look like but then asking god maybe like what what can i do now to prepare for this so like a personal example would be i personally feel like a call to argentina which is in south america and um it's a largely Catholic country, mm-hmm. um, so technically it's reached by, it knows it knows the story about Jesus Christ, and it's quite a religious country, but it's, I don't think many of the people have a good relationship with Christ as their saviour, mm-hmm. uh, they're very in, into religion and, and all that stuff, so, um, but I felt that God had given me sort of a natural um, affinity for like the Spanish language, mm-hmm. yeah. an, an ability to um, sort of learn and use language in in spanish you know through school then i always wanted to do spanish and i never really thought oh i feel called to argentina i should do spanish it was more like i love spanish and i feel like god's called me argentina mm. i feel like this is related yeah. i feel like this is something that he's doing and there was other cool things along the way like he put um a spanish speaking teacher in my life who was from argentina and i was yeah, able to sort of ask her a lot about the country and learn and mm-hmm. like god will provide those resources but we have to be diligent in how we recognize that because mm-hmm. i that he is doing that and that we then take advantage of it because it's so easy to miss the the intentionality of what god's doing in your life if you're yeah. not being intentional yeah. um so yeah like be practical about it if you need to learn language do that if you need to learn about culture do that if you need to learn about the the needs of a country what what is it you're going to do when you get there there's no point going on mission to somewhere where you're going to sit around and do yeah. nothing. You know, we have to be, It's it's we're workers, we have to go and work. Um, and so um, there's a great resource, Davey spoke about it the weekend, called Prayercast. It's a website and basically it gives you every country in the world. You pick that country and it'll give you prayer points for that country and that's a great starter point. But then get deeper into it. Um, we all have access to smartphones. So we all have text, call, email. We've got social media engage with missionaries who are out there at the moment and Kyle will touch on some resources at the end about how to find out that information but you know at the weekend again we got to send emails to missionaries mm-hmm. who are out there doing this right now um, I personally haven't heard back from mine but I hope to soon um, they're based in Guatemala um, so I hope to hear back soon and, and to engage with them as well but like as a young person there's no barrier to you at least making contact with these people and learning and soaking in all this information and we have resources to do that um so yeah um that's really my my main advice for how we can be missional now oh the other one was um again be intentional with like opportunities now um of how you can kind of practice mission in your everyday life so maybe a friend needs help like moving stuff out of their house or maybe they're going through a tough time like how can you draw alongside them and be missional with them now even in northern ireland or wherever you're listening to this how can you be missional with those in your immediate circle because if you can do that it makes the other stuff so easy yeah if you haven't been doing it now then you're going to a new country to learn a new language to learn a new Mm. culture and then having to go outside your comfort zone kind of like make it easy on yourself yeah do the little things well now yeah and then let god again provide and help you yeah when you i think there. that was something really helpful that like came up over the weekend like 
like there's so much that like you can do in the future and especially if like god's like put so much specific like for you and so much you can be like looking into some of the stuff you said there james was so so helpful like the practicalities of like learn about somewhere if you feel like god's like spoken to you about it learn about the culture learn about the language speak to someone who has been there and then stuff like um, like short term mission trips like if you feel like there's something that you want to do like longer term be a really good idea to do it shorter term as well yeah. but then i love that point you made at the end like um, um let's touch on that a little bit more so we spoke about this at the weekend like almost like if if we're not being missional in our lives now it's very difficult to be a missionary somewhere else i think like from like chatting to some missionaries and like spending some time with them you start to realize like a lot of what they do is stuff that like we should just be doing at home right they're just doing it in a different place that um like has less christians to do that and like needs the like the gospel um like needs people to come and share the gospel um so much of it is just like the practicalities of like serving people like inviting them like to things like looking after people looking out for those who like maybe need help a lot of it is like building your own relationship with god and understanding his voice and I think like for some people that is so so key and we like we forget about that like for me it's like oh like I'm not called to like go to the nations but like we're all called to be missional right like we're all called to do this and to share the gospel and we talked about that a little bit on on the panel like um Jesus like asked the disciples to be witnesses um yes to like the ends of the earth but also like in the first bit like literally to like where they were now and I think some of that gets missed a little bit um and that's like really really important that we like do those like practical things now and especially like for young people like you you don't know what you're gonna do in the future and that's okay like for like i don't know what i'm gonna do like too far in the future but like god is calling us to all be missional people because as like like davy had said like god is missional like his church is supposed to be a missional church so like we need to do that like around us now um, and, and be like almost like just be brave in doing that like is there anything you guys want to add on that idea of like like stuff you can just do even now like say like for young people like in school or like for anyone else listening like in the people like around you in your community to just be more like missional like to spread the gospel more yeah um one thing i remember from the weekend there not to keep going back to the weekend itself i know we're trying to talk about this wider yeah. but um Rosemary spoke um, one day at lunch and she sort of, no, she didn't actually. She spoke, she was interviewed Mm -hmm. at our last dinner. Yeah, last dinner, yeah. Yeah, and um, she basically said, like, I don't need more people to come play guitar and sing songs and I don't need more people to come preach. I need joiners. I need plumbers. And again, young people in school, they don't maybe have a profession but you have skills Mm -hmm. like you have things that you're good at you you have um maybe a creative ability um you maybe have like an interest in in fashion it can be really anything um but like use your skills Mm -hmm. don't think that you have to be somebody who um somebody who loves to do like interior design but also is a christian on mission Mm -hmm. like bring that in as part of your mission and then do that now so find maybe christian organizations youth groups churches where you can maybe use those skills Mm -hmm. now um and yeah and then like you said about like using it here Mm -hmm. and like that's what we're talking about now like using it now and here 
like I think Kim and Rosemary are massive examples. Yeah. Like they are missionaries in Kilkeel. Mm-hmm. They've yeah. devoted their life to running this centre. Um, it maybe doesn't look like mission, yeah. like that we put it in <laughs> on a pedestal, like mission going to like Venezuela for five years. Mm-hmm. But like they've literally devoted their lives to running this youth centre in mm-hmm. Kilkeel. And they do it so well, but and they do it so humbly, um, which really, really inspired me. And I think, again, if you look around you, you'll see people doing mission in your life around mm-hmm. you that you didn't think of it that way before. Um, and then just like get stuck in, like get involved, yeah. use your skills, whatever it is, mm-hmm. your interests, just mm-hmm. get involved. Yeah, and some of that is like, we talked about this at the weekend, like some of it feels difficult, like sometimes just like walking across the room and like, telling someone you're a Christian or inviting them to like something in church can be like a big deal and it's not taking anything away from that it is but almost like practicing it makes it like easier right like reaching out can feel really difficult but the more you do it like the more comfortable it gets so yeah that is that's so so helpful like stuff that we can do now yeah so if we sort of move on to like how can we almost hold the rope for other people? Um, and like a lot of like kind of like supporting missionaries now. Um, what can we actually do to support missionaries now and in the future? Yeah, I think the most important thing we can do now is pray. Mm. Um, and I know that's that's maybe like the cliche answer, but there's a reason that cliches exist is because they are like the most important thing a lot of the times, or they are at least the most relevant thing. I think... To hold the rope well, pardon me, I'm going to cough. <laughs> I think to hold the rope well, um, we have to recognise that like there's only so much we can do in our strength, but it's it's a heavy rope, mm-hmm. and really we're holding it with God. Um, so if we if we can pray, if we can just make sure that we're keeping our eyes upward, mm-hmm. and then that God will provide, not that our prayers will provide, but yeah. actually we pray to God that He will provide and we know he always will, um, then I think that's the most important thing, first of all, is just mm. to remain prayerful um, and intentionally prayerful, not yeah. just like, I pray for the missionaries yeah. and then go, but like, I pray for, name them, name where they are, name the needs and like, let's get on our knees and like, cry out for these people yeah. and mm. and for the needs and like, God would send workers and to the harvest and things like that, so, or yeah, to the field to work. Mm. So, I think prayer is the first thing. Um, again, it's difficult for young people who maybe don't have a lot of money, but if you have pocket money, if you have anything like that, um, maybe ask like your mum and dad, oh, can you take £2 out of that and mm-hmm. stick it into the emissions globe or yeah, yeah. or donate it some way, send it some way, or again, send emails and say, what do you need? What can we help provide? And try and link up logistically that. Mm-hmm. And get your parents involved, because if, if it's appropriate, if, your parents think, if you think your parents would want to get involved, mm-hmm. do that by all means. Um, and I think like, like a verbal or a written encouragement is yeah, so, so effective. Yeah, like I, I, again, I haven't heard back from my missionary, but like, I know I've been on a missions trip before I've been on two, twice to Romania and, um, we received letters from our parents, like towards, mm. I think it's like towards the middle or the, mm. the sort of the back end of the trip. And I just remember like feeling so encouraged and it was almost like, um, all like the tiredness, mm-hmm. It was worth it, but it was almost like irrelevant. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'm tired, but I just it just reminded me like why I'm there. And sometimes yeah. like yes, these missionaries are amazing people who are like walking this out with God, but they're people, yeah. and like yeah. they are emotional beings. They're people who need 
encouragement and we will pray for them but like let them know you're praying for them yeah, yeah. i keep going back to this point like get in touch with them mm-hmm. verbally honor them mm-hmm. for what they're doing and then encourage them to like push on yeah. keep going keep going on with the work send them some scripture um and yeah like let them know that there's people back home holding the rope yeah let yeah. them know there's people back here like cheering them on and um and interceding on their behalf whenever maybe they just don't feel like they have the strength or they feel unseen or unheard or forgotten i think like that's a big risk with mission is that people go and then it's like you know they just got talked about as like the missionaries yeah but it's like they're they're still like john and you know sarah who who went to to wherever yeah they're still people and Mm. they still are part of your the church yeah so like we have to like hold that responsibility for them and and do this well Mm -hmm. yeah that is so helpful like just having the opportunity to get in contact with some missionaries is like so it's just being so class and like that is so helpful like the fact that we have like the Elon missionaries page on google like to literally read a people's stories like again it is quite foreign when you just hear people like hear stories of what experience people have in different countries but actually like you can have conversations with literal missionaries who are in foreign countries all around the world and like you can literally ask them like how can i actually pray for you like it is very very um hard to almost imagine them as real people when you just hear stories of it but actually whenever you look into yourself and actually be in a conversation with them like that does really change the game um, and like that has been one of our like my highlights from i also haven't got a reply yet so you're not the only one james <laughs> but like that is one of my highlights from like that weekend the weather was like we literally got to have like conversations with people who are genuinely on the front lines of missions um like in foreign places to like who literally do not who are unreached and don't like have any sort of like information on Jesus mm-hmm. and like that was definitely my highlight um but yeah I like, think that was like we really should push that one like stay in contact like contact other people as well and um, like that is so so important and like just gives you a picture of like these are actual people um and like that encourages the pray even more than like knowing that these are people who are feeble and really need God's hand to like help them and lead them um yeah amazing and then I think like the the final step after that that it's very difficult if you're young the young person now but like something you can do it's something like you can do in the future is then like go like visit like go support that so yeah not everyone is called to like uproot their entire life for like a long period of time but like to go and and support someone for a couple of weeks like you guys saw in Romania like even the difference you can make and I think sometimes we think like oh we can't do much short term but even if it's just to support the people who are out there like it's the encouragement that they get from people coming out and teams coming out like to work with them like think about that like can you leverage something that you have like do you have the money do you have like annual leave that you can sacrifice to go out and support someone Um, and that's something that like I've been really challenged on lately um James thank you so much for sharing with us um I hope like everyone listening finds some of that really really helpful um I just want to leave you guys with this challenge like like this is something that like God talks about in his word um and so like there's a challenge to take this seriously to use like resources like James talked about um like the Elam missions page um sim prayer cast stuff like this that can help us um like pray into this um and we can we can post some of that on our social media we already have and we can post it again um, and then, like, the, the question after that is, like, actually ask God, like, what is it that you want me to do in the next season of my life? And for a lot of people, that might just be pray more, but it could be give more, and it could be go somewhere. 
Um, and we just pray that like you would be open to letting God challenge you on that and that like we would all start to take this a little bit more seriously. So thank you so much for listening. James, thank you so much for being with us. And we'll um, talk to you all again soon. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.